Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here. We're drinking beer and play a game and welcome to another episode of The Power Act. Yes, welcome to episode 110. How are you doing everyone? Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of this Power Power Podcast. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> you always start off one way and you just drift into this defeated man real quick. Not defeated. I just had to throw a little spice into the action there. <laughs> um, speaking of Power Hours, last week we had Ryan Stone on, and if you haven't watched the episode, it is below. We want to say thank you very much for um, him joining us and for all of his fans who came over to watch the video. I mean, you guys have definitely uh, showed up to check it out. So please, once again, check it out if you haven't already. He's a great guy. Uh, we really enjoyed having him on, and his links are below as well. Yeah, make sure you check all that out. Super cool, dude. Hell yeah. Speaking of cool, Jim, I think your uh, your heart must have fluttered when you saw these on uh, iTunes. Yeah. Because I know it's your favorite app in the world. <laughs> such, such, speaking of fucking <laughs> iTunes, so this goddamn giveaway. So last time I'm going to mention it. We had picked a winner. We posted it. Jess Allen or whatever the name was. We've emailed you a couple times. We don't hear back from you by uh, one week from this episode going up. So Wednesday, yeah. the whatever, the 27th. We don't hear from you by then. We're picking another winner. So, but we do have another review, and I'll read this. I didn't read the other ones out because they felt a little forced because of part of a giveaway. But this one was <laughs> not giveaway related. So five star reviews from our buddies over at Retro Game Brews. Love the chemistry on this podcast. Super knowledgeable about games and beer. Highly recommend it if you're a fan of either. Thanks very much. Thank you guys. Really appreciate that. So don't forget any five star review outside of a giveaway. We will definitely read. <laughs> <laughs> so jim i uh i can already see is that wolf pup i see that is that is wolf pup that's a good eye you got there brian is that a uh yeah the session ipa for uh correct me is that uh wait hold on 4.6 percent if you get this right I'm gonna find it. there's no way i'm getting that right i'm looking i'm doing the looky looks well oh, so close 4.5 oh just off by a hair yeah, I had that last summer, and I do remember thinking it's, like, not as bitter as a regular IPA. It goes down pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty light. It's pretty smooth. I got it from the dollar section of <laughs> yeah. my local beer distributor. I was like, oh, dollar beers. I'll try this. Which beer store did you get it from? The Summer New Beverage. Okay. Mm. Dollar. Wow. Yeah, they had a big thing, and they were like, you know, limit two per buyer. So I grabbed this and a hard tea that they had. We'll be drinking a hard tea tonight. Don't need the caffeine. God damn it, Jim. Um, one, how old is that can? Does it have a stamp on there? Uh, good question. That is a very good question. <laughs> uh, February 21. So not that old. Oh, that's not old at all. February 27. Yeah. My only guess is someone either dropped a case or a six pack and they're like, we have a loose one. Are they set up to sell singles? Like, can you create your own six-pack? Nah, not really. So then they definitely just it. dumped it into a bin. Yeah. They're like, hey, we got a loose one. All right, sell it for a buck. Works for me. So. Hey, that's uh, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that would be really cool if places around me had that. But uh, There's an idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Jim, would you, uh, would you agree, though, the idea of a session IPA is really weird? Like, if you're going to go for any session beer, why not just go light lager? 
or something like that. Like something a little more just in general lighter to drink and more just enjoyable. Yeah. Like, is it? Do you like it so far? <laughs> it's fine. It's another. It's another in the thousands of IPAs that I've had. It's definitely yeah. lighter, like you said, and yeah, a little bitter in the aftertaste. But I mean, if you're, it, I, it's fine. It's a light IPA. There's really not much I can say. It was funny though when I posted it. Someone was like, "Golden Road, isn't that AB and Bev? That's not craft." And I was like, "Or isn't that like Bud?" And then our buddies at Hop Nation USA came in. They're like, "Yeah, that's mm-hmm. AB and Bev." Yep. And they're a nice little dig of saying you eat cold McDonald's french fries, don't you? To which I said yes, because I do. <laughs> yes, you do, Jim. Yes, you do. Because I'm a little piggy. All right. Well, I, uh, I'm i going with the wish I was wish I was at the beach zombie. It's a fruited sour Interesting. from the Kings County Brewers Collective from Brooklyn, New York. I don't think I've had anything from these guys. Um, but you know what? Like... Honestly, sours now are like just as popular as IPAs. Like in my store, there's a whole section of sours and a whole section of IPAs. And I was always like, let me try some of them. This one sounded interesting. It's a sour with strawberry, guava, tart cherry, and blackberry, barley, and wheat. 4.5%. So me and Jim are drinking the same amount. And yeah, maybe for a game I'll be playing later this week for Thirsty Thursdays, the zombie will come into play. Interesting. And Jem, of course, I am drinking out of the glass I know you both love and hate. Ah, yes. I, I didn't hate it. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I, at first I thought I was like, oh, the Yad's got to you. And you're like, I followed them. That's why I saw it. I went, Ew. yeah. <laughs> now, I, uh, they have a lot of great glasses and ones that. It may work out as good gifts for you, Jim. Maybe I'll tell your wife. Ooh. Um, they have a lot of cool ones, but they're one of these, like, they don't keep stock forever, and it pisses me off because they have some really great video game theme ones, but I was like, Anchorman, dude, how many times that summer did we see that movie in theaters? At least, like, four, right? No, I didn't see Anchorman for the first time until after it was in theaters. Really? Yeah, we, we were over Christmas Because and house. Matt were there. Yeah, it wasn't me. Hmm. that's weird yeah i saw that movie way too many times we watched it way too many times second one eh, you can kind of leave alone <laughs> forget that was a thing <laughs> just like any of these movies with sequels a decade and a half later doesn't always work out good i didn't i mean it's not as good i didn't fully hate super troopers 2 i haven't seen that yet it's not i mean I'm not putting it anywhere near as good as Super Troopers. I'm just saying it's not awful. I mean, it came and went, so if no one talks about it, you can get the idea. <laughs> that will be Jim's favorite movie, then. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, Jamber. So uh, what you been up to playing-wise this week? Well, actually, I do know what you've been playing this week because I've seen a lot on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I went back. So, spoiler for this week. By the end of this week, we're going to be releasing a review from World Combat 11. Coincide with the movie coming out. So I went back and I had like two chapters left of uh, Aftermath to finish. So I finished that off. Then went th- through a lot of, basically went through all of uh, Retromania Wrestling. So we'll be getting around to a review on that. Very soon, yep. Yep, having fun on that, so I won't give any spoilers here. Okay. Um, Man, but, you don't want to talk at all about it? <laughs> all right, I'll talk about it. Uh, I guess in general, see, uh, full disclosure, we got sent codes for it, so... I'm not going to, I hate to be negative about something I was given for free because it's like, yeah, what can I really bitch about? But I think they could have done more with it. 
Like, I get trying to be, like, a love letter to the old arcade game, but I think that's kind of a detriment from a gameplay perspective. Yeah, I, as well, been playing some of the Retromania. Uh, and immediately, like, if you're a fan of WrestleFest, you go, oh, okay, I think I, I'll know exactly. The problem is they kind of take a lot from Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And with the momentum, the stamina, you can't really pull off chain moves. Like, WrestleFest was pure arcade. This game is like, try to be both, and the problem is because it didn't dig in deep enough for either one, it's like stuck in this weird middle ground where people who are fans of, and if you're a real big wrestling fan, I'm sorry, I feel like most of this roster is very obscure. Oh, it's it's very, it's very much for the indie fan and the marks and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's a love letter to those people, and like, of course, Jim and I... I saw the Too Many Games arena. I did love that. I yeah. love the throwbacks, like what's supposed to be the ECW arena. Like, it truly is a love letter. There's like, tons of attention put into it. But like I said, it is such a weird, obscure roster that, for one, like I didn't know 70% of them. And so I, like, I have I like no idea. Roster, special. So that's not a problem for me. But yeah. I mean, I don't know like special moves, like even how to pull them off. Like I had to look it up. So my only two biggest complaints about I didn't, it was, I didn't realize I was doing finishers until I got an achievement for it. That's funny. <laughs> but they're, like they're like, oh, do three finishers in a row. I was like, I was doing finishers? Okay. I um to just if I'm gonna fault the game for anything, and like like Jim said, we'll get into a review. Yeah. If you're a modern game today, you gotta have on online. And I know that's costly, and I know they're a small developer. I fully appreciate that, but that kills replayability, especially right now during COVID. Like, a lot of people can't be doing couch co-ops, even if they wanted to. And um, I kind of feel like if you're a wrestling game these days, you got to have just a super, super bare minimum, like, customization, create a wrestle. Like, even if it's, like, the good old WCW or, like, rest, uh, the N64 games, if it's just a palette swap of the existing wrestler, like, be able to just have that tiny bit of functionality. Those are just, like I said, super minor. Some nitpicks, but yeah. yeah. Like I said, yeah, we'll, I mean, like, we'll get like to the, the full review. Because, you know, I'm more into the indie scene, but... Yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird middle ground, but... It's for a very specific audience, I think. Yeah, and that's my only concern for these guys, is... I know that audience is diehard. But then again, sure... they, want, they wanted to have real wrestlers in it, and obviously these were way cheaper to get the licenses for than for bigger names. So Yeah, and I, like I said, I get that. It's uh, I hope it does well, and I hope that the indie crowd really comes through and actually goes out and gets it. I'll just say that. Yeah, definitely, because it'll add on to it. And that'll yeah. be a nice segue to later on when talking about <laughs> buying a game when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. But no, outside of that... And then um, I've also been playing, what do you call it, some Aqua Kitty, uh, Astro Aqua Kitty DX. So, it's another game that's been sent to us. Aqua Kitty was like a big deal independent game back in like 2013, 2014. So, this is like the sequel to it. Cool game. Nice. They re He really... It's from Tiki Todd, who I talked about. Tiki Pod, who I talked about before. <laughs> and... Um, no, they, they he really expanded like the whole universe of like that franchise from just being a Defender clone. It's like nice. very, very open levels, very mission based. It's cool. You're an open level. <laughs> sure am. <laughs> Spread me. Um, yeah, other games. So I guess Jim, should I mention one of the new Patreon preview requests we got? Because oh. I did start that. Okay, cool. You went into that already. Yeah. So I started playing uh, Darkwing Duck on the NES. Uh, 
I, I'll completely reserve. I don't even want Jim to know what I think yet. I want him to try it first and give his thoughts. Okay, because yeah, I've never played it. I know it's a Mega Man clone, but I've never played it. Okay, then yeah. Like, I honestly, other than seeing footage like once in a while, I didn't even, I knew it was a platforming shooter. That's about all I knew. So, um, yeah, well, that'll be another review we'll be getting to. But uh, good, good choice. I'll say that. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be I'm interesting to play review. around with that one. Outside of that, though, didn't haven't played much else uh, for a fucking third time. I had a water issue, and if you're wondering why my background looks slightly different at a different angle, it's because I've redone my game room for, like, the third time. So I think on our Patreon, uh, Jim and I have been trying to do vlogs. I will probably do a game room tour now. I have it pretty much done being set up, so I'll do with the very quick. It's not... Jim has a way bigger collection, as you can see, like... Mine will be quick, but it, but we I will put that up on our Patreon. Hey, so for as little as one dollar, you can see Brian's game room and mine. Before mine was a freaking dumpster fire of mess. <laughs> you just have too much, Jim. <laughs> it's getting dead. I do need to. I need new shelves. I need a. I need an overhaul. I think you just need to sell a lot of it. <clears throat> I need an overhaul. <laughs> but Jim, speaking of Patreons, yes. we should uh, really thank. Um, Weber and Burn Retinas for upping their pledges last week. Yeah, we Aaron, really appreciate it. Yeah, Aaron Weber, one dollar to two dollars. So please get your questions in, man. And yeah, Burn Retinas, as we just mentioned, upped it to five bucks. He wants us to see us talk about Darkwing, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, man. So yeah, so for anyone else out there, first time listeners or new or long time, Patreon.com game requests, ask questions, and we have a ah, load of questions this week, which Good. is awesome. I love it. Yeah. So. First up, from Gamer Astral. Favorite offspring Geared up for this. Favorite offspring app. Ooh, ooh, shit. Americana for me. That's easy. I That that kind of is my go-to, but I was... Uh, fuck, what the hell is the name? Is it just the offspring? The one with uh, Come Out and Play and... Ah, um, shit, what the fuck was that one called? Uh, balls, 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 balls. I, no, I, Smash. It's, it was it's called Smash, wasn't Smash. It? It's a skeleton on the front. Um, yeah, it's Smash. Yeah. That, I was really into album because I think my brother showed me, like, Come Out and Play and Gotta Get Away. And, like, I was, like, I was hooked as a kid. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's tough, man. Like, Americana, I probably listen to more. Yeah. But, shit, the classics are a classic. Uh, my, my favorite memory with Smash is one time I was, like, you know, as a kid, cleaning my bedroom, forced to, you know, chores, shit like that. So I had my boombox going with that. You mean and, cleaning the toilet? No, I wasn't cleaning the toilet that time. But uh, I had my boombox going, and it was the, oh, fuck, I forget which track it is. But it's the one where in the middle of it, they just start going, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, yeah. And, like, my parents were like, Jimmy, what are you listening to up there? Because I had it going loud. Yeah. Yeah, um, Americana has probably got to be my answer at the end of the day, but Smash is so close. Yeah, Have You Ever was, like, my favorite song for, like, a year and a half, so. Yeah, oh, dude, Americana, that whole album, I, that was, that was one of the perfect examples of an album I would just start from the beginning and just leave on. Yep, Lost Art. So, next up, from Alex Perez, this is for Jim's Krusty Corner. Oh, boy. (laughs) You mentioned very casually in the last power hour how one month into dating your wife, you peed on her cell phone. That's a power move, bud. So on that matter, what are some of the weirdest places or objects you have peed on? Ooh, Jim, sir. 
<laughs> well, Brian, I think if there's one story that I'm going to have to whip out for this, it's going to have to be the Volkswagen. That was a good one, too. Okay, yeah. I, I want to hear which one you want to go with afterwards, but... uh. Yeah, you tell your story first, because there's one that makes me laugh more, but yeah. Okay, so we were at a friend's graduation party uh, from college, and as we're stumbling back to my car, and I was pissed drunk, you know, stupid. 21-year-old, way too drunk to drive, but, you know, I was driving all, like, four of us home. And uh, as we're walking to the car, I'm like, man, I gotta pee. So, for whatever reason, I mean, well, I was angry for a lot of reasons back then. Still am. But... More you control. are not as angry as you used to. Be. You, mm. you, your anger level has gone up. It, it, I, I can't even say it's it's out of control now, compared yeah, to, to that that happy, carefree, failing classes Chambers Wambers we know. See that Chambers Wambers, he bought in a lot of stuff with weed and booze back in the day. So <laughs> when stuff came out, it was more of an explosion instead of a steady stream of constant anger that I have now. More controlled, but uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I, I mean, well, obviously I had to pee for a reason. But for every reason, I saw this Volkswagen, and it just pissed me off being there. So I decided I was going to pee on it. So I did. And, like, right on the hood. Like, to, like looking back, I feel so bad about it. But things that happened at the time. So my car was around the corner, and where we were at was all one-way streets. So getting the corner, I had to circle around and loop the, up the same street to get out of there. So as I'm doing it, this guy comes running out in front of my car, and he's from the house of the car I just peed on. And he's just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what? And he's like, you just peed in my car. I was like, no, I didn't. And he was like, yes, you did. And I was like, uh-uh. And he was like, I saw you do it. I was like, no, nah, I was peeing between your car. And then the wind blew my pee onto your car. And I don't know if it was just like a level shot. I think he basically had his girlfriend say, you need to get out there and confront him. And he was like, ah, fuck. Because I just kind of drove away after that point. Well, like I, I think he also, like, realized real quickly, like, there was, was a, a car battle. full of, was there was a car full of dudes of drunk also, retards. and, you know, that is a, I mean, I, everyone's reaction could be different, but if I saw someone piss on my car, I would have a different reaction than that guy. Yeah. Even you, if you had seen someone, I'm sure you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I don't know how far you'd go, but, you know, I, yeah, that's one of those things that once you, once you probably realize how drunk car full of dudes it was a terrible move on your part that's oh completely yeah no i i feel freaking terrible about it but yeah you that's you deserve someone taking a poop on your car pretty much so <laughs> if if by some random chance you're out there listening to this and you're going that's the fucking guy <laughs> i'm sorry um that is a good one that is definitely the weirdest object but the p story that still makes me laugh heartily is is it is when, it when i slipped Yes. So do you want me to set it up, Jim? No, I can set it up. So we were having a house party, and I lived with my two buddies. One lived below me. One lived in his own suite with the own, his own bathroom. And one downstairs had his own bathroom. So they both had their ladies at the time over, and they were doing what people in relationships do. So Playing going checkers? To, huh? Playing checkers? Yes. So <laughs> I, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta pay after a party. So always getting into trouble with my drunk peas. So try to go to one room, locked. I'm like, ah. So start to make my way to the other one. And he didn't have a door. He just had like a spiral staircase as I'm going down. And as I'm going down, he's like, uh, you probably shouldn't come down here right now. And I went, ah. 
<laughs> so decide, all right, I'm going to go pee in the alley. So I go out to pee in the alley, and this was in the middle of winter after a snowstorm, very icy. So I do pee, and then I do slip. And I think I basically slipped into my pee and also sprained my ankle for a week. I see. Now, here's a little caveat. When you told me, I thought you said you started to pee and somebody said, what are you doing? And it kind of like you kind of like got scared. And oh, that might have <laughs> that could have been part of it. I forgot that. Because <laughs> I I mean, Jim has a history. Ooh. Jim has a history of one walking and ice not being very fond of him. <laughs> I have balance problems in general. Um, but this like, yeah, his alleyway was on a pretty, pretty decent slope. And he's like at the top of it. So, yeah, at ice, Jim drunk, and somebody probably just being like, what the fuck you doing? And him, like, boop, 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 boop. like, Jim is very, and just goes down. <laughs> this may come as a shock, but I'm not the most graceful person. <laughs> Jim, now, hearing this, if you could redo that, would you just either pee in a bottle or just pee in the kitchen sink at that point? I probably would just pee in the sink at that point. <laughs> Now, what would have been fascinating is if you, I don't think you guys had any step stools is how you would have maneuvered yourself up to pee into the sink. Oh, I mean, it could have resulted with me falling once again, but <laughs> there's a good chance it would have resulted in that. Mm. <laughs> there's so, yeah. a lot of good Jim P stories. <laughs> oh, are there ever. So thank you, Alex. That's great. Hey, Todd. Next up from King Whisperer Dean. Can you recommend any stock market games? I fucking god damn. There there were so many times I was like, maybe I will throw like a hundred bucks at Doge while it's at five cents. I thought it was gonna go back down under a penny, and then I was gonna strike. Nope. Yeah. I mean Mooned. but uh what do you call it's it? It's gambling at its finest, Jim. That's all it is. Pretty much. So what do you call it? Uh I mean the only one I really know of off the top of my head is like Wall Street Kid on the NES. Uh is there any others, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, have no idea. I think there's some weird... There's probably, like, a weird Famicom game that, like, lets you, like, simulate the stock market and shit like that using, like, the keypad controller for it and something or other. So I'm sure there's something like that out there, but I guess I gotta go Wall Street Kid. Wall Street Kid? Yeah, that was, that was my only one, so... <laughs> there we go. Uh, next up, from 5th Gen Mook. Favorite platformers outside of Nintendo? I mean, I love the Genesis era Sonics. That's it's not not a stunning and or brave answer, but I love the original Sonics. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of tough to. I, I, I guess... almost like I almost like platformers more that are like run and gun actiony platformers and just straight up like mascot character platformers. Like, I would... uh, yeah, I was gonna go contra. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I like a Contra or, like, a Rockin' Night Adventures more than I do, say, a Spyro or Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could even throw, like, Aladdin and that shit in there. Yeah. Yeah, Aladdin's up there, too. And depending on which one you play, one is basically just a platformer and the other one's an action platformer. So. Yeah. Options. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, maybe I would say, like, Plock on a Super NES. Like, that's a really good one. Hard as shit, but it's really good. Yeah. And I'll, I'll stick with Contra. Right. There you go. Uh, next up from our buddy Burn Retinas. This may have been asked before. Seltzers exploded in popularity. How big are seltzers with Brian and Jim? The only two I've ever had were at Jim's house. I did not like them. Um, 21-year-old Brian, I would have drank anything. Like, they'd been fine. And I'm not even saying, like, they're for me, I just... They're like, they're 
kind of too sugary. They're not that good. And if there's beer, I'm going to go whatever style beer is there over a seltzer. Now, that's not saying I'll never drink them. Like, if that was the only thing available. But uh, unlike Jim, yeah, I don't have a, an affinity for them. Yeah, uh, I like them. I, I like They're only a summertime kind of drink for me. Um, definitely when the hotter, the better, because then they become refreshing, but I'm kind Damn of it. like, they are refreshing, but even the best ones, like don't even really taste all that good. Like I would have to say like the black cherry ones by like white claw are probably the best tasting ones out there. And even then that's not like the highest bar set in the world. Like they all kind of taste like butt pipe, but you have to find the ones that taste like the least like butt pipe. So I would say <laughs> go with that too. one. So I do Thank enjoy them. <laughs> What? Butt pipe, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, Jim's crusty corner word of the day, butt pipe. <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoy them under specific circumstances, or if they're there. Uh, and last up, last up from G to the next level, what is your favorite Taito game of all time? Chess. Ooh, that's a, I need to look up a list real quick. Because... Actually, I figured you would need that, Bry, so I looked up a whole bunch for you. So, like, stuff like Darius, Little Samson, Bubble Bobble, Ten Yard Fight, Double Dragon, Cloudmaster, Truxton, Zero Wing, Ninja Warriors, Arkanoid, Jungle Hunt, stuff like that. Arkanoid? Arkanoid is one of my faves. That, uh, Double Dragon, is it weird to say that I, that I feel like that game, as much as I do love it, it's been overrated for how much it's loved? It it got left in the dust. Like it's it's a very important franchise, but beat 'em ups quickly got better yeah. than Double Dragon ever really was. I'd probably go Arkanoid. Yeah, I I, I fuck. I'm I'm really torn between either Kicks or Jungle Hunt, but I'd probably go Kicks because it's just way more timeless. But Jungle Hunt was such an important game for my childhood. But hmm. yep, going with Kicks. I thought you were gonna go Blaze Blue. Think, don't they do Blaze Blue as well? I'm do they do Blaze Blue? They might. Looks like they do. You might be right. I do like me some Blaze Blue, but nah, I've, I've played way more kicks than Blaze Blue or shit like that. I felt yeah. like, especially early on when we did a lot of NES games, we covered, I, I mean, we obviously covered every Taito uh, sports game, but I, I remember seeing that, I feel like for some of the fighting games we did. Maybe that was on a different system. That might have been later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, like, after paying, like, Ninja Saviors, Return of the Warrior, like, Ninja Warriors is so fucking good. That is a great game. Yeah. It really is. And then, like, the Darius series, if you like them, you like them. I'm not crazy about it, but it's a good series. Bubble Bobble. I, oh, man, I do love me some Puzzle Bobble, though. Like, oh, Puzzle up. Bobble's up there, too. Shut up. What? Might, might Puzzle well, Bobble's great. Might as well say Lemmings. <laughs> you like Lemmings. I know you do. <laughs> but yeah, I'll go with Kicks on that one. Kick you. Here too. So yeah, yeah. That wraps up the Patreon questions for this week. So once again, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you to everyone who upped your pledges. Make sure when you sign up, make sure to check out all the exclusive content we have on there, and plus all the other perks you can get. And two dollars a month, you can ask a question, just like these fine gentlemen did. Cheers, everyone. Thank you once again, and get those questions in each and every week. That's goddamn right. All right, Jim. So I know your favorite game of all time. Is, I never uh, played it. I know. I'm kidding. You actually no. hate it. <laughs> I don't you, hate it. Well, you just hate any game that's too cinematic and is based on story. 
I would probably be bored by it, but yeah. <laughs> so, I can't say uh, I hated it because I never played it. So coming into us from Bloomberg, uh, why don't you explain this one, Jim? So this is a really fucking long article. Yeah, it is. And like, basically, the gist of it is, all right. Well, I'll go with the title of it. That would be a good start. Sony's obsession with blockbusters is stirring unrest within the PlayStation empire. So a small team had big ambitions for the last of us remake, but Sony handed the work to studio to star studio naughty dog. So this is a really big article. And basically there is a small team of like 30 people that was put together. That was going to be called Sony Corp's visual arts service group. And they really wanted to like, make their own title, but they figured they should start with, like, a safer bet to, like, get their foot in the door with Sony. So they were pitched, basically, let us remake The Last of Us 1. So Sony was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. But then, like, shortly after, they kind of just took it from them and gave it to Naughty Dog, who made the original one anyway. So, like, basically, it took away their autonomy, and it really starts to break down how, over the last bunch of years, Sony's really just been going away from smaller titles and from, you know, stuff that's more of a risk, and they just want home runs. Like, they want God of War and Last of Us level popularity every single time. Yeah. Even to the detriment of, like, another... Like, you know, uh, there is a studio that made stuff like Everyone's Golf, and that's basically getting shut down because they don't want to risk games that are only going to be hits in Japan, basically. And it really went into stuff from there, like... Even um, a day like a game like uh, Days Gone, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, you know, it eventually had a strong following. But when they the developers behind it really wanted to have a sequel, and Sony said no because it wasn't big enough of a hit, or it wasn't like a strong enough title, shit hmm. like that. So there's a lot of unrest within like a lot, unless you're one of the main couple big publishers or developers that Sony's bought over the years, they're really not going to give you as much of a chance in this day and age. Hmm. yeah i mean when i read that my thought was one why is sony dictating like i thought with naughty dogs developing the game don't they have the rights to the game to begin with or does sony somehow have the rights i I guess sony has the rights i mean naughty i mean ips change developers all the time sure i i get that i guess the parent company can own it and then you know it can just go to someone else but here's the deal so how many remakes have we already had for Last of Us? I mean, we had... You had the HD, like... Well, it was already HD, but you had, like, an upgraded remaster that came out on the PS4 early on because the PS4 yeah. didn't have a lot of titles. I actually, I actually have that, but my thing is, like, so how are they... When they said, like, remake it, are they talking about another... Like a real remake, not like a remaster, oh. like... They would. Like, they wanted like retell. I guess used characters, but like retell the story in their own way or tell a new story. That kind of deal. Here's the deal. That game. It has just a sequel. Isn't it a bit rushed to want to just remake it? Well, like that's, that's the thing. Sure, the sure bet. I mean, at that point, just do number three, or like. Well, they do- wouldn't trust a small studio with number three. They would just give that to Naughty Dog. But that's what I mean. I mean, I think it's also kind of a a small studio. I feel like that's them trying to hit outside their league. Like, you know, that's that's like you walking up to the ten in the bar and saying, like, hey, you wanna go out? Like you're like you're like trying to shoot for the stars. And I I'm not saying just you, I'm saying anybody. Like You miss the shots you don't take, sir. You do, but you also have to be a realist. Like no 
arguably, uh, without knowing the numbers, I have to imagine Last of Us is in the top three or five biggest Sony sellers in the past couple years. It's probably up there, yeah. Like, why not go for like a lower range? Like, shit, we've talked because how many times. Because the problem, the problem is Sony doesn't want lower range right now either. Go so, Twisted Metal. That needs something. I agree. Maybe no, Sony I, I, I hear it. Like, Sony, yeah, they, they don't want it. But what I'm saying is this developer, I don't love that idea. And I know it's tough to sell to Sony. But I think the good thing about being a developer in general, like, you kind of have the three majors and even Steam to develop on. Like, if you can't get on Sony, okay, go to Xbox, go to Switch, go to Steam. Like, develop somewhere else is all I'm saying. Yeah, I hear you there. It, it's tough, though, I guess, with the people that you're around, the people you know, the people, the team you put together. Because I think it was people he's worked on on other projects, so. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a whole bit of a thing, but. Yeah, because at first when I read the article, I was like, oh, Christ, last thing we need is a remake of Last of Us. Like, the, the game's still new enough, and it's already been, like we said, re-released. But then I read more into it, and I was like, oh, okay, Sony's just really veering away from this. Which is funny, since Sony's dominating so hard. Like, they have the time and the money to, you know, try other things, maybe try to get a new IP over, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's also, I guess, because they're dominating so hard, do they need to? You know, it's kind of like, yeah, like, if they don't need to, then they're not going to go out of their way to do it, I guess. But here, okay, so this raises a question, I, and without knowing the details, if this was a full remake, or is it kind of like the Resident Evil 1 remake? Where it's graphical, and then there's a few little gameplay elements changed, but overall the story is exactly the same. See, that I don't know. I don't know what the. It doesn't really go into what the whole scope was going to be. So, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean Sony's, as we'll we'll talk about in a minute. They're interesting. They're they're on multiple sides of a coin. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Well, the follow up to that because we mentioned Days Gone in there. Yeah. And the developer for Days Gone. Oh, he got him. He got himself a little bit of a tizzy over mm -hmm. the past week. Could have been a gamer's mad potential. But uh, basically, he was doing a podcast on David Jaffe's show, and Days Gone's coming out to PC, which is kind of funny because it's been like a year and a half since it came out. But finally getting that PC port to Steam, and he's basically saying that's no hope for Days Gone too, because he went to Sony about it, and Days Gone did so bad. Well, I didn't really do super bad. But it wasn't like the smash that they wanted. So he basically has a funny little direct quote here. Yeah. <laughs> I do have an opinion on something that your audience may find of interest. And it might piss some people off. If you love a game, then buy it at full fucking price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale. I got it through PS Plus. Whatever. So his major bitch is the fact that since people didn't buy up his game enough when it was brand new, it didn't get the crowd of respect that it needed, so it wasn't a big enough hit, so he can't make the second game of the series like he wants to. And he, he said while he knew his comments weren't going to be loved by the general public, Jaffe seemed to come to his followers' defense, responding that people aren't going to know they love a game until they play it. And the response taken by Garvin was to say that people might not want to pay 60 or even 70 for a PS title they aren't sold on. So... He understood it, but he believed that people shouldn't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if they aren't willing to pony up the cash. Are people really 
clamoring for a Days Gone sequel. I mean, the I game... think that's a game that that's combination. That's definitely a game. The game of what? No one really talked about it. The people that played it loved it. The problem is, yeah, it didn't get the sale of, as we just said, Last was of another Us zombie 2. game that was coming out the exact same time as Last of Us Two. I mean, yeah, that didn't help it. I mean, I think what it went up against, it was buried. I think the game is good, but here's and also the deal. it had like the pre-release reviews like kind of trashed it a little bit because it had a lot of problems that were fixed in a day one patch. Sure, so, like yeah, hey. If you want people to have some buzz for your game, maybe have it presentable for reviewers before it goes out there. See, you know what? I'll I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm gonna give this guy a pass for the one thing. He's just showing a very human moment. Like, oh yeah. And any developer, like we've seen some bitch ass developers. Like the dude who made Fez and his little bitch fest. Oh, Phil like, Fish is the worst. Yeah, like, he's no Phil Fish. He. That's what I'm saying. Like, so when I've seen guys do shit like that and act like that, this was like. Dude, it's just a dude on a podcast, and he's like, "You want to know my real thought? Like, here it is." I can, you can I, tell he really wanted to like keep the story of that like world going and shit like that. Yeah, so, I, like yeah, he's 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 hurting. Like, I, I I I I sympathize. Like, if you put your heart and soul into it, you know that if people out there like would have paid full price as well and good, but at the same time, the only reason you may have gotten as many eyes on it is because people got it on sale. Shit, I got it on sale from GameStop for ten bucks. Like, yeah. it's like, one. It, it's so no, it's so tough because, yes, I'm fully like I, I've. How many times have I jacked off now? Like puppet combo from they're only a Patreon thing. They're right. cheap, but I like their shit, so I'm willing to pay a little more to get some of their games. It's like you can't ask that of everyone. They're, if if the market was what it used to be, you could ask that. The market is so flooded with so many games from so many developers. It's like, no, you can't ask everyone to pay. Shit, most people, like Jim and I, how many AAA titles are we willing to shout out full price for? Maybe two a year, if that? If, if that. Like, we and do Call of Duty for friends. One of them is Call of Duty just, yeah. beca- call, just because we do it with friends. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be yeah. doing it day and one. I can tell you right now, this year, I'm going to do it for Resident Evil. I'm going to do it for whatever the Call of Duty is. Nothing else on the horizon is really like, oh, I have to get brand new. It's all going to be, well, I'll wait till it drops 20 bucks or something. Because every gamer nowadays I talk to has a backlog of other shit that's great games that they just haven't gotten around to playing. So, And plus, almost every like AAA release, a good fucking chunk of them these days, within three months, they're half off. Like half off, Immortal, yeah. Immortals Phoenix Rising, like huge game, ton of press, did good with sales, but even then... Three months later, it was half off. It's half off. So yeah. why would you ever? It's it. It makes no sense the, in this day and age to buy a game brand new, which yeah, that sucks. But that's also the market right now. So like, yeah. you really need to. You really, I, I don't. It's tough, man, because like, it's it's also an uphill battle because like, do we need another zombie game? Like, uh, if you make a good game, you make a good game. Like that's neither here nor there. But he's also fighting an uphill battle because you know. It's a market that's been so flooded in the last decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And obviously me, I love my zombie games. So even I, I got excited for it. I was like, oh, I'll play the demo, whatever. And I, my PS4 library is small as shit as is. But I was like, I have too many other things. I'll get to it. I know. And I do like it. But, I'm, you know, it's, it's an uphill battle for that. But it's also an uphill battle because thinking about what Jim just said, the only time you would buy a game brand new is if it is like, a very multiplayer heavy game and you need to like be actively playing to be any good. 
So if you want to compete on a multiplayer game, like on a daily basis, like if you do a new sports game, a shooter or whatever, you're probably more likely. Outside of that, like, what is the purpose of a game that's a single-player game? It's doesn't make sense for a lot of gamers anymore, unless it's like a franchise that they have been clamoring for forever. It's tough, man. I, uh, the easy answer is, I mean, that's uh, that's the market. That's your competition, and it sucks. Hopefully one day you can come out with a sequel, but, you know. Yeah, it's an easy thing to dunk on, but it's also like when you really think about it, it's like, you get it, though. You feel okay. for the guy. That's why I'm saying I give him a pass because it was just a very human moment. Like, he just said, ah, oh, fuck it, man. Just stop being cheap and buy the game if you like it. But at least he walked it back in that same sentence. Like I said, we've seen plenty of other developers that huh, do much worse. I'll say that. Oh, for goddamn sure. <laughs> like the goddamn Last of Us that ruined him. So. <laughs> God. Um, yeah. But speaking once again of Sony. Jim. I let me tell you why this warmed my heart after I say what it is. So uh, it's it's all in the news right now. Um, yeah. So everyone knows it's been up in arms. PS3 games have been shooting up in price across the board because uh, the PS3 store and PS Vita were going to be closed. And um, the PSP. Yeah, by July originally, was it? June or July, something like that. And huge outcry from fans. Like, what the fuck? Like, everyone that could made a video like here's the games you need to get before it goes da, 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 da. and sony's like you know what we heard you guys we're not closing it what they're only closing the vita right no they're only closing the psp psp vita i'm PS3, sorry they're gonna keep alive yeah so you know give sony sh- some credit here like even if they are sony hater like that's fan service if this was nintendo they'd say fuck you we're still pulling it like sony is doing like the right thing um i kind of laugh though i i look at this the same way right now you look at crypto shit any asshole that went out and bought a game too high like and the value probably replummeted it i'm like uh, yeah like you know especially i i hope a scalper went out there and paid way too much or something and then the the price of it just fucking tanked i really hope that happened to some people oh i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot of like there was uh there was some collection on there, like the PS PlayStation Now collection from like early on in the PS3's life or yeah. mid range, some shit like that. But it's a bunch of games that no one cares about. Like they're not particularly good from what I can tell. But they, when it goes away, they're only available on this collection physically. Mm-hmm. So that went from being a thing that was like, you know, 20 bucks if that to fucking 200 bucks instantly. <laughs> it's funny, like there's a Twitter account called like, you know, Cheap Game Deals that, uh, after they announced that they're, you know, extending the life cycle, they're like, <laughs> hope you didn't go out and buy for this one. Yeah. Uh, like your puppeteer, I'm sure the price probably came back down on that. Most likely. I'm actually yeah. trying to sell that at this point to see if I can. Jim, don't sell it. I want it. That's the only good game you've ever recommended. <laughs> don't give me that look. You've given bucks. me that Gundam bullshit. Hundred bucks, little man. Put that shit in. Jim, my I'll hand. just steal it. I mean, I'll leave the case there, and then when you open it, it'll be a CD that says "F you." <laughs> <laughs> but now, actually, yeah, since they're all plummeting now, I'm like, I don't have a reason. I can just keep it then. I like my Sega. I mean, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I had like, I had like two feelings once that happened. One, I was like, well, good thing I didn't let FOMO take a hold of me for some of these titles. Mm-hmm. And two, 
I was like, nah, I don't have to feel bad about hoarding once again because since the value is gone, why would I have to care about a missed opportunity to sell something? So, Jim, that works not, out perfect. It's not in your nature to not hoard. It is true. <laughs> so, for the hoarders of us out there, now I will say this: like a lot of people, like Sony does deserve credit for listening to the people. I also do think that I, it's not like it's out of the goodness of their heart. Like they saw eBay oh, yeah. sales fucking explode, so they're like, "Oh wait, 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 wait! No, we want that." So, you know, they're going to keep the, I guarantee, I'm going to make a prediction right now that the, both of those stores will be gone in a year. I think that it's going to have a boom for like two to three months when people are trying to try to get all the games that they want to get in the meantime. And then by like August, it'll go back to, you know, a dozen sales a month per platform if you're lucky. And then they're going to be like, okay, this isn't worth it. We gave you a chance. Well, I, I almost think. They're going to probably analyze the the crazy... I can only imagine the uptick and surge of purchases on those. Yeah, They're going to see what games like were really hot, and the ones that aren't being released, like they'll probably put on the PS5. Like They'll probably say, like, okay, you can no longer get on the PS3, but we've now made it available here online, like through the PS or, Store. Or put it on PlayStation Now as a selling point. That's like what that. I mean. Yeah, yeah, like I think they'll take the hottest sellers, say, okay... Like, yeah, like you're saying, they don't want to lose that revenue stream because I guess at some point, yeah, they, it's like, how long can they really keep it open? Just take whatever's a only online game and convert it over. Yeah, I mean, it's like when we talked about pe when people were mad that Nintendo was taking Pikmin 3 off the Wii U eShop. It was like, no one's fucking buying it. That's why they're taking it off. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, eventually it makes sense for these companies. Like, of course, there's, you know, preservation and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But... Uh, like eventually we'll get to the point where you can just emulate whatever hopefully people people are way more into preservation and cracking games and stuff like that than they were back in the 80s so yeah i don't think we're gonna be losing as many titles as we did back then Pre like i'm all for preservation but yeah like like i said i think nowadays everything is cracked or emulated one way or another so i don't think we have to worry about it at all but yeah no i mean hey like i said i know a lot of people shit on sony i got my sony shirt on right now it's uh, Show. Show. <laughs> it's uh, you know, give just give credit where credit's due. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean they listen. Like <clears> you <throat> said, if it was Nintendo, they would just be like, Pfft. So, yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> Wah, you're mad. Oh look, sh shiny Zelda. Woo, all the money again. No, they're like, you're mad. Here's more cardboard. Have fun. Mm. <laughs> all right, but not talking about Nintendo, but talking about someone related to Nintendo. <clears throat> kind of. Listen, Ish, Jim. Yeah, he's yeah. they're connected. He, he's mostly been in Nintendo. Yeah, it's not, not a bad transition. They're old fuck buddies. Just accept it. All right. <laughs> all right. Old so faithful. He's got he's got to drop a load, and there's good old uh, Sony there yep. ready to lap it up. <laughs> so from TrueAchievements.com, never heard of it. Uh, Microsoft, the reputable, very reputable. <laughs> I'm sure TrueAchievements.com. Microsoft, which we know right now, they're the friggin' Pac-Man of the industry. They're gobbling up whatever they can. And they're reportedly in talks to bring Hideo Kojima's next game to the Xbox. Yeah, so it's a short article. There's really not a lot there. But Kojima's got another game that's going to be coming out on Sony soon. and Or it's like it's in the plans. But yeah, Microsoft really wants him to jump ship and come over to them for the first time, basically. They're take. I mean, we've said this before. Microsoft, well, I mean, Metal Gear Solid Five was on there and shit like that. Like he's been on there before, but, but they want like that that no, big yeah. Kojima title to be there. Exactly, and that's they're taking shots. Like we said last, or 
either last podcast or one before between making MLB the show like free on pay. Like they're taking shots at Sony wherever they could. And they are just purposely just pissing them off. Dude, if they could secure it and if they start like securing IPs that are no longer Sony exclusives and it takes away some of that elusiveness, they're, they're shooting a shot. I got to respect it. I don't know oh, yeah, how far it'll game. go. Yeah, that abandoned game we we're talking about wasn't a Kojima game. It was just rumored to be. So. Yeah. But, but yeah, basically the intent is, I mean, Microsoft is always done terrible in Japan. So they're really trying to do everything they can to, you know, lap up some kind of Japanese interest. So Kojima would be a big one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, eh, I'm going to say kind of sticking with an interesting transition. Um we talked before about Microsoft, all the shit they're trying to buy. And for a long time, there was a, a goofy rumor about Microsoft trying to buy Sega. And we said, no, there's like no chance. That's probably fake. Um, and it's not a full sale, but Sega is selling its Western arcade division. It's not the Microsoft. Um, actually, who is it to? Um, blah, 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 blah. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Sega Amusements. Jenda. Jenda, yeah. I don't know what Jenda is. They're, they're like an arcade distributor for, you know, Western countries like the United States, North America stuff. But what is interesting from this article, this leads me to believe that there was more substance to Microsoft actually either offering or trying to approach Sega because they probably knew some shit was up and they're just like, we'll just buy you guys out. And... You know, obviously, Sega is saying in this article from Game Rant that they're doing this basically in effort to like get back some of their COVID nineteen losses. I asked again, Jim. I know we keep seeing this pop up every once in a while. Would it be like completely crazy to you if Sega is hurting that bad that Microsoft buys them up? No, it wouldn't be that crazy. I think it would be like we talked about this a couple times. Like, I would be really shocked if it happened because Sega's, their ownership is just old school Japan, and they do not sell to Western people. So, I mean, but Microsoft has all the money in the world, so you never know. <laughs> but, yeah, so the interesting thing is... Jim, is, would you say Microsoft is the million dollar man in this situation and everyone's got a price? That is very true. <laughs> oh, God, who would be Virgil then? Would Phil Spencer be Virgil? <laughs> Someone from Microsoft just comes walking. Money, money, money. God, is one of the best songs ever. <laughs> it really is. And the best, yeah, but it's best laugh like, in wrestling. Oh, by far. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, the it was last year when they sold off the Eastern uh, version of it. And it's funny because, like, Sega's arcades in Japan were, like, entire buildings that were, like, arcades owned, operated by Sega, shit like that. Whereas in this move in the West is less, like, striking because, like, it, it's basically their arcade division in the west so like yeah they're still they still have the agenda agenda will still keep sega's arcades in different you know spots where they're at it'll still keep the sega logos and the marquees and all that shit it's just basically owned by a different company now and taken care of yeah so well that's what i mean i mean if it i'm looking so down line stuff will still be around with the sega name on it but yeah it is just i mean sega's bleeding money like what, what have they really released lately i mean they have they own atlas which atlas has been their saving grace with persona and shit like that but besides that, like they haven't even had a new Sonic game in a while. Like, so I'm saying, man, just sell to Microsoft. Let Microsoft get someone develop a new Sonic game. Bring back some old franchises. I don't see why. I, I, I just maybe I don't understand it enough, but I don't see why it's a bad thing. 
Sega's, speaking of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sega could be hurting way more than we thought. But, man, actually, speaking of, what do you call it? I mean, I was about to say, you know, Streets of Rage 4, but it, that was Lizard Cube, who's doing a new Turtles game, which I can't wait for. So. Yeah, no, I saw that. That's interesting. But, yeah, I mean, we're going to keep following anything that pops up about it because uh, I don't know, man. I, I have a gut feeling. Give it a year. There could be some things moving. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they got sold, but I would be really shocked if it went to Microsoft. Maybe Sony does a power move and tries to buy them over. Jesus, what a <laughs> fucking fuck you that would be. <laughs> that would be quite interesting. But and I mean, I know, I, I know, Nintendo won't do it, but God, that would be so just that that last little friggin' that last little chapter. That would be the epilogue of a one of the biggest I mean, stories of all. That time. that would be the poetic. Poetic. Yes, yeah, that's the word. Like, if it went to Microsoft or Sony, it's like you're basically throwing your talent with a, a, a competitor against Nintendo. Like, yeah, if it went to Nintendo, it's like that's literally the WCW going to WWF. Like, you know, that's all there is. Yeah. Now, I mean, that maybe would lead to finally a good 3D Sonic game, but... Eh, don't get crazy. Right. They know how to make... it. They, they, they have Mario Odyssey. They know how to make a good 3D platformer. Eh, don't get crazy. <laughs> oh, another three D collectathon. It's fun. Now he has hats. Now he's a T Rex. It's fun. It's cute. Charming. It's cute. Man, it's another cute Mario game. How new? <laughs> he's not in paper. It's different. <laughs> right, it's a world of difference. One's an RPG. One's a three D collectathon platform. Damn it, Jim. Ah, so yeah, if you guys know anything we don't, send us links. Always let us know. If you know anything, we know. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Prepare to get flooded. <laughs> All right, Chamber. So uh, how did that that $1 beer treat you? <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> what am I going to complain about a dollar beer? But yeah, I mean, super, super smooth. I'll give it that. Uh, if you're an I hardcore IPA fan, you will not like this. Uh, I know the craft beer people are like, boo, it's owned by Budweiser. Fine. But... Yeah. Yeah, even for what it is. Like, yeah, it could just be them trying to LARP as a craft beer thing. Hey, it's, it's here's a question. Special. Would you ever, like, you're in a beer store and be like, you know what, let me grab a six-pack of it? Nah. Are you ever going to? No. Okay. Nah, I probably won't touch it again. Unless it's, you know, a dollar. <laughs> unless it's yeah. on sale. But, uh, yeah, then I just moved on. I have some beer sitting in the fridge. So, just a good old-fashioned golden monkey. Ooh, nice. Now, did you do the uh, the whole the monkey variety pack? yeah. That, 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 this is the season for my monkey variety packs, Brian. <clears throat> Dude, I was so happy when they started. It was two years ago. It was about two years <clears throat> ago. Yeah, I do. I mean, I drank tart, so much victory last year. Yeah, tart monkey. Whew, I love that thing. Sour monkey's okay. It's not bad, but the tart monkey and and obviously golden man, they're great. Oh yeah, twisted's pretty good too. Yeah, but uh, no. So moving on to my favorite <laughs> little bit. Um, Got a song here for Jim. Now, this is uh, all I can say is it's a song that what it should be representing. You know the song very well. You know the game very well. So, so when you say should be, so this is my question. This one, I think, especially knowing your ear, you should be able to pick it up. 
there may be a, a tiny bit of a tussle or a debate as to if it is a direct inspiration for the game. That's all I can say. Okay. So I already have a timestamp when you click on it for the point in the song. Because it's a pretty long song. So I, I timestamped it. Right. <clears throat> so I'll have you click on it in three seconds. And I'll actually add in the audio to the video. So we'll get started. Oh, Bri, three... Bri, before yeah. we do that. Speaking of, and if it isn't cut it out, how about that added in little intro we have now for the podcast? Oh, yeah. No, I uh, <laughs> as soon as we started, I was like, fuck, I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> so yeah, we got our new intro. Uh, if you come watch our Mortal Kombat review, you may see a new intro for that as well. Um, Have a new logo. It's a new era for the site. I mean, we're putting we're putting a lot of work in. Call it rebranding. Call it what you want. Call call it more effort. I don't know what else to call it. But we actually instead of just me always trying to like Photoshop or do something, I was like, let me go out hire a legit artist. We got some really talented people that uh, we'll put their links below. Gave us the 2D art for our intro for the video game and gave us this neon intro for this. So yep. And big shout out to it. Optic Decay for the new logo for the page in general. Yeah. And if brand. you haven't already, I'm so pissed. My shirt was supposed to come today. Um, I don't, I mean, it's in post office hands, so say what you will about them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully by next week, I'll be able to be sporting my new shirt. Hopefully, Jim will be as well. Yep. So, we do have merch available with the new logo that Optic designed. So, check it out if you want to help support us. Man, that would have been a great thing to talk about also during the Patreon segment to say this is your Patreon dollars going to work because that's what it is. That's Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Man, yeah. we're good at this. <laughs> Jim, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> anyway back to the segment so all I'm right gonna so jim's gonna link. click in three two one click it all right it's loading and an ad one second all right clicking out of the ad in three two one skip so jim's listening now so i put the music up already um i've never heard of death and the song is called mentally blind Oh, the metalheads will hate you for that. Yeah, that's fine. But is it ringing any bells? It should. It is ringing bells. Oh, okay. So, okay. This is good. I, I, I was hoping you weren't going to get too fast. If it goes into him singing, like the, the melody might still be there, or the general rhythm. But <clears throat> right, let, me, let me skip back for a second. So skip back. As you're doing that, I'm going to actually put in the link for the song that I think it represents. Alright. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I don't know. Oh, this, this is mm, this is really mm. Oh god damn it. No. Don't look yet. I'm no, sorry. I'm not looking yet. Uh, this is mm, this is painful. Is it like in the like you know you've heard this before, right? Yeah. So that's a good sign, because then it might give more credence to the fact that I think this is this is actually legit. All right, all right, I'm throwing in the towel. So let me right. click the link. Hold on, I gotta come on, just fucking let me copy it. Okay. <laughs> edit, so edit, edit. Yeah. All right. Um, here we go. All right, go ahead. Click away. All right, I'm going. I'm a doing in it. All right, three, two, two, one, one. Click. Oh fuck me! That is what it is. Yep. So if God you're watching it, the that video, was, that, I have oh, it here. It's bastard. in the Halo main theme. 
Yeah, that's what it. Yep, yep, yep. The question yep. is that rift. Da, 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 da. I know it's not a super complex. Do you think this is, though? Maybe whoever composed this is like a real big metalhead, and they were like, oh, that that could actually pretty work well, well with this song. Oh, there's always a good chance. I mean, like, Death is one of those metal bands that, like, they never had, like, the big commercial success, but, like, among hardcore, like, metalheads, like, they're one of the most, like, loved bands ever. So, uh, it's definitely possible. At the very least... It probably wasn't, like, directly ripped off, but it's probably one of those things that's, like, like we talked about before. It's a riff that's been stuck in his head for 20 years, and he was yeah. just like, you know what, that'll dun, fit dun, dun, dun. It's funny, that's a riff, like, you almost think you would hear more and more often, like, a lot. But I don't know, like, yeah, just even the pace of it, like, feels like, that's why I was like, ooh, maybe this really is, like, truly inspired by that. Yeah, you know, I'm going to get back to this song, because I think it even has, like, that little... Like shit in there. It does. So if you listen to a whole that, song, that, or... that's where it really gets you. Is when it's like it's not just like the da, 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 but when it has da, 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 da. yeah. I mean, you guys, like I said, I did sh very short segments, obviously for YouTube. Um, <clears throat> but if you click the links below, you can listen to a full song. Once again, uh, the link I put timestamps at the specific point in the song that I think is similar. If you listen may, to the whole song, maybe because maybe because the din and din and and the actual song, it's mainly done by the drums on the ride cymbal, where like it's like a guitar riff in the Halo theme. So maybe if it was done by guitar there as well, it would have been a little more. I would have been gotten it, but now, like as soon as I heard, as soon as I saw like Halo theme, I knew the part that You're it like, was. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So it was like that kind of like relation there. Yeah. No, I. So what if you're weighing in? What do you think? Inspired or not? I'll say inspired, but not, like, ripped off. Not direct ripoff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Both songs, if you... Now, I mean, how familiar were you with Death before? Vaguely. Not that. Okay. I never I never got big into them. So that song, if you listen to their song, it's... The tone shifts so many times. That, that moment in there is what actually also inspires me, because Halo, the same way, starting off the... Like... The tone shift into it, I'm like, it's so juxtaposition that I'm like, maybe there is something there. I don't know. But yeah, no, it's uh it's one that it makes sense, man. Halo theme, we've that was one of our first uh which is betters. I think that against Skyrim. That might have been the very first. And it's a great theme. It wouldn't shock me if it was inspired by a good band. So Yeah, for real. All right. So moving on, um, we got from our buddy Kit, our reoccurring overrated, underrated. And he has music made for games over licensed music. So I'm not, is he asking about, well, is that yeah. where which is better? See, that one's one that you could take either way. Okay. So, but I, I think in the overrated sense, uh, when... Do you think music made specifically for games is better than just using licensed music? <clears throat> Oof. Okay. Um, music yeah, made. Okay, music... let's put it this way. Let's let's phrase it because like it's tough because like if you went back to eight bit days and of course like it's made for the game blah 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 blah. So let's say in this day and age, do you think people going out of their way to you to make original music is shit? That'll be a much is better again. Fuck. Yeah, it's 
unless he's just saying, assuming that music made for games is better than licensed games. Yeah, let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um. So here's the deal. How do I put this without sounding fucked up? Yeah. Anyone can make music for a game, and there's a lot of shitty music made for games. Um, but if you use licensed music and you use it right, just like in a movie, it's the same idea. Like if you use a licensed song correctly, goddamn, can it really amplify a game? Like I'm sorry, still one of the reasons why I love Crazy Taxi is that fucking whole album. Like that. Like there's plenty of games where they use real life, like driving around in Vice City to actual 80s songs, like. If that was just made up music, that game would not be as good in my eyes. Yeah, imagine so, imagine Tony Hawk with like just some random original music. Yeah. Exactly. And not saying they kind of knocked it out of the park and got really good, whatever. Okay, maybe. But there is something about when you hear a full licensed song in a game, it takes it to a different level. And it, when it's really done well, it like it's very rare I hear a licensed game in a song and I think, eh, that's kind of shitty. There's many times I hear gaming music that I'm like, eh, it's either not memorable, sucks. Uh, I, I don't know. I think the art of using a licensed song is underrated. I think music made for games, especially in today's day and age, is overrated because it's very rare I hear a completely original song that's super memorable in modern generations usually yeah. it's all about atmosphere setting the tone but it's not meant to really be like a hook because nowadays music isn't what like in the 8-bit days music was one of the staples if you said a game was your favorite chances are it had a kick-ass theme nowadays there's plenty of games that people say are their favorites you don't you couldn't even say name one of the tracks you just know oh that music's you know fit the setting correctly yeah so yeah, these days it's like it's got to be like an indie title that emulates the old days. Yeah. Exactly. And as we're learning through our gaming music thing, a lot of those uh, musics are actually inspired by direct licensed music. And it's their way of getting around. So some of the music, like there's a lot in Sonic that is really just inspired by popular songs. So really it's like, is it even that original? Yeah, fuck It'd be hard for me to say it's underrated. Like, I will say, if a game truly gives a song that, like, wows... Like, the only game I've said many times is Hell, um, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Like, that soundtrack is really, really well done. Um, but it's not something you're just going to listen to randomly, because it's very tied to the game. Um, right. Every other game, eh, oh, music's there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is a fucking tough one, man. I mean, you you're, you you love yourself some music. And even all the crazy, stupid indie titles you play on a Switch, how many of those soundtracks are like, they might be fitting, they might be cute, but how many of them are, are you really like thinking like, oh, that one's so awesome. They're fitting, cute, but yeah, a lot of them don't stick in the brain either. Yeah. Now, now, granted, a lot of them don't have the uh, the leg up of me having the time to spend more time with them than <laughs> I do, so that doesn't help. But yeah, I always gotta. <sighs> and and but, I mean, but you... then like but then like when a lot of games use real like licensed music in this day and age, it's like the intro to the story and shit like that. And then after the fact, it's like you know original whatever. Yeah, it makes you know it. No, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna go. With, uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say overrated. Like I think just maybe for me at this point in my life, having something familiar that I can just instantly go, yeah, like <clears throat> that 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 leaves more of an impact at this point. Yeah, I, I many many games, even if it's the intro, like Jim's saying. If there's a song I'd like, even if I don't love the song, if it's something familiar and I see it used in a correct and like fun way, like another great franchise that does it all the time is uh, like the Saint Row. They use all licensed music and similarly, like in the cutscenes when you're driving around, like they use it at such opportune times that you're like, how can I not love this right now? And you know what? Here, here's an example too for like a new game, even using licensed music basically, without probably having the license. Uh, I have a fan hack of Ninja Gaiden that was based on Deadpool. And the tutorial for it and the intro is an 8-bit version of X Gone Give It To You from the movie. So <laughs> as soon go. as I heard that during the intro, I was like, oh, man, that's fucking cool. Like, yeah. I, you, know, you never do that with original music. Like, original music, something has to grow on you. But, like, a good, a good use of a licensed track can just give you that, like, ah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, music made for games, it's, it's well and good. I don't want to say it's a dying art, because as I said, every game has it, but, uh, yeah, licensed music, man. I don't know. There's something There's something when it's used right. Yeah, like, if you have, like, a, if someone out there has a new game with, like, a song track that, like, you know, is burned into your brain, like, something that would be on our lists when we make our music lists, like, you know, let us know if it's something worth checking out, but... I mean, I'll tell you right now, the most famous game I can think of currently that got so much love for its soundtrack is Undertale. Oh yeah, and I never played on it. Like Marvel that, it, it, it's really like it's it is really good, but it's uh, you know that's once again it's just emulating an old RPG style. Yeah, you know it's like you're not going to be like, man, that new Call of Duty soundtrack, woo! Oh, oh, oh what a banger! <laughs> yeah, oh, man, yeah, in, even, inv- Invasion of Normandy for the seventieth time. Oh boy, that's. Whew. I mean, and honestly, I thought about this, too, with the king of, like, original soundtracks. I mean, if you think, like, Nintendo games, how many, like, even, like, Breath of the Wild, like, it's, they're really kind of, a lot of them tend to be remakes of older ones. None of the new ones are, like, if you put on anyone's top ten, like, Zelda list, you're not going to be like, oh, Breath of the Wild is number one. Yeah. You know, it's just, you're not going to see that. Oh, fuck, man. That song Pauline sings in Mario Odyssey is so goddamn good, though. God, that's a good song. I hate you, Jim. That's one of the the few modern examples I could throw in there. (laughs) Fuck, that's a good track. So, yeah, no, it's it's a good question, Kit. I think it's a a tough one. I think everyone will... Now, here's the deal. There will be just as many diehards that, like, they have three games off the top of their head. They're like, oh, but these are amazing. It might be the case. But I think in general, uh, licensed music is just going to hit a different way and uh, emote more of a reaction from you. So, uh, for our final topic, and once again reoccurring, I have which is better. And we've uh, we've talked about Nintendo and how and their actions, but here's the real question. What's better, Nintendo during the NES era or Nintendo during the current Switch era? And I thought it was a very easy, like, meh. But I have some interesting thoughts that I, I feel like they're they're not as different as... I, at first, I thought it would just be obvious. It's during the NES era. Like, it, they're clearly better. But I even think, like, from the way they designed their games to basically you had to be subscribed to Nintendo Power. Like, it 
from back then, they had a marketing mind of like, we're going to do this magazine. It's going to be, and it was hugely successful. And I know it's a big nostalgic point, but honestly, it's the only reason why so many of those games were so stupidly hard or had things you really could never solve without knowing that shit. So you almost had to buy it. They did just as many stupid peripherals that some of them were amazing, but there was how many stupid other ones that like, what was the purpose of these? And, you know, even during that time, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if they were better back then or if they're better now. Like, I don't know. We know the fan service now is not very good. They're terrible with online stuff. They, they spit out, uh, you know, a Mario game left and right, but they won't give fans what they want when it comes to, like, Metroid and other things. So it's kind of like... And ah. even then, they don't really spit out games. They're just re-releasing a lot of old shit. Well, I'm the, looking the, at... The, maybe... the, Wii, the Wii U got way more love with original titles than fucking the Switch has. Yeah, but the Wii U is terrible, so... And? Correct? <laughs> Everyone knows of all people the are Nintendo just, consoles... People are just able Damn. to enjoy them now because people bought the Switch. You are not going to put the Wii U... Are you going to say the Wii U is better than uh, the N64? No, I will not. Okay. Well, then, what is it better than, all, Jim? Although... What... If Nintendo you went with a, system, is it better than? If you went with a purely single-player approach, you could probably make the argument that we use better than the N64. But and that wasn't a question. Jim, what system is it better than? Or is it their worst system? You know... Mm, mm, Don't I'd even almost, try and say GameCube. Don't I'd almost be tempted to say GameCube. And you'd be wrong. Uh-uh, because... Controller's way better, games are better. Period. The Wii U gamepad is a fantastically underrated controller. They have the Pro Controller. You're right. It's 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 better than the N64 controller. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not saying and the GameCube controller. As as we've learned, that was voted on as one of the worst controllers ever, Jim. Yeah, it's the easy the thing pe- to hate the on. Pe- the people spoke. No, but but honestly, I, I look at it like now, and I'm trying to think like current day, you know, the Switch kind of was the answer to the shitty Wii U, and it is the ultimate like grab and go console they are they i mean them and indie developers are like whoo they're tight so they're like giving people lots of what they want they're trying their hand at like re-releasing games but they still have the money thing in mind like you know getting how much is the the yearly pass 20 bucks or something yeah about that so it is pretty damn cheap but still once again they're just another way of repackaging play our old nes and super nes games and we'll slowly leak out this and this and this and they'll throw out a lot of games that people don't care about but in nes timeline like i don't know were they a better company then here um, it's tough it, it makes it tough too because like the switch isn't done yet the nes is done but even if you want to say like whatever the heyday could be considered for both of them you kind of just have to say nes just because with all their flagship titles you had so many good quality entries that are all new releases yeah. to it. Like the Switch is basically living off its like indie games and re-releases of Wii U games. Like the the the, the slow trickle of like new actual games from Nintendo is like kind of a joke, yeah. but the quality is there. Like they're so good that like people are pissed that they're not getting more, but it's not like it's not hurting the sales. That yeah. kind of deal. So. 
it, it, that makes it tough, but just you, it's really tough to fight the quality of the NES. Like at it, like, and Nintendo were dicks then; they're dicks now. But the way they were dicks back then, they could get away with it because they were the game in town. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now with Nintendo's dickery, it's like, dude, you guys are like you're doing really good with the Switch. Like you're you're number two basically with the Switch. But you're still, you know, in this weird phase where you could easily drop. Like, you shouldn't be as much of a dick as you are. <clears throat> yeah. They came in with, like, I feel like they came in with a chip on their shoulder and it never went away. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they were they were butt-mad about the Wii U. So. But then, but then again, they've been they've had a chip on their shoulder the whole time. Like, the Nintendo Partner Program on YouTube and all the other bullshit that they tried to pull. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm curious... I'm. Tr- I was trying to be devil's advocate. Like I said, there are some things I do see. Like, I, I, I'll say the Switch is probably their third best era. Even like it's not even done yet. But I'll say like you know Nintendo NES and Super NES. You can flip flop that whatever one and two. One and I'll say two. the Switch is. I'll say the Switch is their third best era easily. Yeah, I think that's pretty. I think it would go probably those two, Switch. Regardless of sales, I'd still probably say N sixty four and then Wii. I, I would say yeah, N64. like Wii is sales, but Wii like honestly, it's yeah. But I'd say N sixty four, then Wii, then GameCube, then Wii U. And if it didn't have all of its titles re released, but I mean, hey, that's it's a thing that people people are buying these titles on the fucking Switch. <clears throat> I mean, it, the Wii U, the part of the reason Nintendo, as we know, they do love re releasing shit, but at the same time. I think that was their way of saying we fucked up with the Wii U. You're, you guys are all buying the Switches. We'll just give you those games in a better quality on a better system. Like that's all it is. Yeah, barely upgraded for full price. But yeah, now I mean, like I'll say if you want to go like just straight library wise, because you know we're, we're, you can argue with the the GameCube. I'll I'll say you can argue with GameCube. The Wii U is better overall with its titles. And I would say, even though the Wii has a thousand more titles than the fucking Wii U does, the Wii U has a better library than the Wii. Um, <clears throat> that I would I would probably agree. The Wii U is better than the Wii, and obviously spec wise, it's better. I mean, the Wii sold as a novelty because everyone could play with their grandma now. Like that, it, the motion thing was like but, really. But, but like, then again, here's the thing, man. This would be all right, we, we might have to say this for which is better between. Because I think I can make an argument. Or did we already do it? I, I think, think we already we, did we, it. We've covered... I don't Between know if it was GameCube Wii and Wii U. Wii U but... I, think, I think it was GameCube and Wii U. I think we made the argument. I forget. We have to look this I up. I mean, the GameCube... The one thing I do think of when I think of the GameCube is... It's, that it's, the, was, weakest, it's the weakest first-party titles. It is, but it is the only console... Well, I can't say that. When I think of newer... Once PlayStation really hit the market... That's the only console that was still competing with modern consoles. After that, it dropped off. There was no yeah. more compete. Like, and I yeah, think they were niche after that. Yeah, yeah, and I still think the games were impressive as hell when they came out. Um, there were a lot of games like having that was the system, the only system with Resident One remake. Like, it was bringing you titles that you like weren't getting anywhere else. It right. had a ton of great fun exclusives, and you know it's. Uh, that that controller, one of their best. Well, you know, after some of the others, it's one of the most comfortable. But the C stick was such a bad idea. I mean, the C stick was a terrible idea from the N sixty four. Like C buttons, it was a different time. They had the analog stick before Nintendo. 
Doesn't matter, Jim. Doesn't matter. Or before Sony, I mean. But the point is, um, yeah, the Wii U, like I said, I should own it just because it just did feel like a rush tech demo. Switch is what the end product was. Yeah, the Wii U was a mistake, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it its titles lived on, obviously. So, yeah. yeah, you can't argue with the titles. It's just everything else about it. <laughs> but again, the titles are the most important thing. The console has to be good too, Jim. It's a good console. <laughs> it's like why the Turbo Graphics never did good. Terrible console. Terrible controller. Titles Terrible. subpar. <sighs> Not getting into this. <laughs> Jim, what? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Battle for another day. Battle for another day. <laughs> no, but let us know what you guys think. I mean, do you think the Nintendo is better during the NES era or during the Switch era. Like, you know, it's your call. Do you think they were more fan friendly? Which era and which fan friendly library yeah. usefulness? Blah blah blah. Everything yeah. you want to go with. Yeah. So, with that, everyone. Well, actually, first, Jim, before we go, uh, how's your beer treating you? Golden Monkey, you can't go wrong. <laughs> High in alcohol, nice full mouthfeel, full body flavor. It's, yeah, it's a damn near perfect beer, Brian. So, not being the guy who drinks a lot of sours, I'm, I'm, I'm on my second one right now. Um, it's pretty damn good. It is not that sour at all. It's, uh, I can't call it heavy, but something about the sours, like, I can't, I can't chug sours. I take my time with them. It is really tasty. With all the different goddamn fruits, I feel like there's just too many flavors going on. Like, I definitely do get some strawberry, some cherry, some blackberry. But it's like, there's always too much. You're almost just like, oh, I'm just drinking candy. Like, that's all it feels like. So, it's good if you like sours. If you don't like sours, you're going to stay away. But, uh, no, it's pretty it's pretty damn solid otherwise. So I'll have to look that up. But with that... We want to say thank you, everyone. We truly appreciate you guys watching. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a review. As Jim said at the beginning, we will read out any five-star reviews, not during, obviously, giveaways. But uh, we do appreciate all your support. And if you ever want to get a question on here, make sure you visit our Patreon. With that, we want to say have a good night and cheers. Cheers, guys.